Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, and supporter for nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, and healthy living taken from my main podcast called The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my recipes, books, and free newsletter at thedoctorskitchen.com. I just want to go back to why, in your opinion, uh, and what we know about the rise of uh, food allergies across the globe uh, and how this is really a global pandemic rather than just something isolated to the UK and the US. Um, You mentioned diversity of diet, um, but there's definitely the hygiene hypothesis. What do we know that's right and what's inconclusive about the hygiene hypothesis in particular? Yes. So... There are a lot of hypotheses, and what's great about science is that we have to test those hypotheses, and that typically with a disease as complex as food allergy and allergies and asthma, it's not just one thing that's causing it. It would be nice to put your finger on it and then to solve the answers to the Mm. universe, but we just can't. And um, one thing that we've noticed is that there are a lot of different causes, and what we have seen is that it's not just genetics. There's a genetic tendency in some families to have allergies, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have a child with allergies. And there are many children that are born de novo with new allergies that in their families, they never had it before. Mm. And so we need to get better at diagnosing it early, understanding and talking to your doctor. This is a disease that's not going to go away anytime soon. And we think that it's caused by a lot of things, but it is global. Like you said, it does not see boundaries. It has established itself in any socioeconomic strata. Unfortunately, the people that are underserved and don't have access to healthcare have the highest risk of dying from the disease because they don't have access to epinephrine devices, but it affects all people. It's about one in 12.5 here in the US. In China, it's 8%. Of children in Australia, it's even higher. It's 10%. We're seeing places that we thought, because of the hygiene hypothesis, we thought, okay, well, if people live in quote-unquote dirtier areas uh, where there are a lot of parasites, like in places in South America and in Africa, we thought they were relatively protected from having food allergy. But that's not the case. We're actually seeing plenty of places now 
that have food allergies. And we think that's because in the evolution of detergents and the evolution of water supplies, the, the detergents that are in the water now, unfortunately, they, they disrupt the skin. They're not really mm-hmm. good for baby skin. In addition, a lot of food companies came out and said, let's delay the introduction of some of these foods in a well-meaning way. um, People thought that, not based on a lot of data, they thought that just by not giving babies a lot of different types of foods in their diet early on, that that would somehow decrease the rate of food allergy. But in fact, those countries that paid attention to those guidelines, which tends to be the UK, the US, Australia, they actually were the worst off. And in those countries that did not pay attention to those guidelines, that did, couldn't afford to pay attention to those guidelines, um, that they actually had much better chances of not having food allergy on the rise in those countries. Mm. So it was quite dramatic that over the last 20 years, those guidelines that came out were actually really need to be revisited and revised. And unfortunately, they were made by well-meaning people, but they were not based on a lot of data now. We have a wealth of data, a wealth of thousands and thousands of children after having studied this hygiene hypothesis that it's still important to vaccinate. It's still important to live with good microbiomes in your gut, but there's more to it than that. It's more complicated and we need to get ahead of it actively and start diversifying the diet early and often in infants. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day.